Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, discussing all things audiobooks with the authors that write the stories and the narrators that perform them. Brought to you by Viviana, Enchantress of Books. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 5 of the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast. My guest today is author Victoria Blue. Welcome to the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, Victoria. How are you doing today? Uh, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. <laughs> me too. I know we've been kind of like, hey, let's do this, let's do this. And it's been scheduling and, you know, you have this thing with your writing um, and deadlines. <laughs> Pesty deadlines. <laughs> yeah, online. exactly. Your own podcast that you do and stuff like that, which we'll talk soon about that. It's, uh, yeah. but I'm so excited to finally get to chat with you here. Yes. We talk online sometimes, but this is different. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> do that narrator loving yeah. <laughs> yeah, we'll uh, definitely be talking about that in a bit too. <laughs> definitely. She gets so cute when she has a crush on an narrator's mm. voice. It's adorable. Yeah, it's hard. I'm a fangirl. I yeah. am a fangirl at heart. I can't yeah. help it. And then it's okay. It's totally good. That's also as a listener, we love it when the author's also fangirl because that means that we're almost in the same boats. And so you also yes. want it to be just as good for you, not because of just the author and the business side, but from a listener's perspective. So thank you for being a fangirl. Yeah. (laughs) My pleasure. Trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Well, why don't we start by having you tell us a little bit about yourself, how long you've been writing and how you got started. Um, All right. So I'm Victoria Blue and I live in Southern California. Um, I have a husband for 27 years and we have two kids. They're grown now, 25 and 21, and a bunch of cats. <laughs> and it's kind of a crazy life. My husband and I own a business, a manufacturing business. So hmm. I do that all day, CFO kind of thing. And then um, I write at night. And yeah, so it's just, it's just a crazy life, very busy. So yeah, that's it. So I got started writing. Um, I, I've i done a bunch of um, collab work with Angel Payne, and I was a reader of hers, a fan of hers. And I reached out to her when I saw that she lived in Orange County, which is near where I live. And I thought, how cool. Here's someone, you know, that lives near me. And I just started messaging her on Facebook And I told her that I was going to be, you know, in her neck of the woods, I had to have a vehicle of mine serviced. And she's like, oh, we should get together for coffee. And I thought, are you serious? Like, you know, here's this author saying that to me. And I was like, okay. And she ended up picking me up. I'm not joking at the car dealership. And we went out to lunch and we hit it off. Like famously, we just could not stop talking and you know what we talked about the whole time? Twilight. We were both <laughs> like twihards so bad. And that was it. I mean, it just was off to the races from there. Just went crazy from there. <laughs> that is awesome. That's we, it. yeah, we had Angel a few months ago back and um, she was raving about you too. She was like, oh my God, you have to talk to Victoria. She's so cool. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, she's on my list. <laughs> I love her so much. Yeah, my she's God. She's just like another sister. Mm-hmm. No, she's a sweetheart. I will say I was, um, when I was looking through your website and stuff like that, I came across your bio and I love how it's written. I mean, you just told us <laughs> you're married and you have the two kids and everything, but then 
the author came out for your bio and says, yeah. you know, she lives in a galaxy known as Southern California. There she finds the love and life, sustained power of one amazing sun, two unique and awe-inspiring planets, and four indifferent yet comfortable moons. <laughs> I'm like, oh, that is so cute. Yeah. You can kind of tell, obviously, I hope you can tell who those things are. You know, yes, I figured. My husband, the planets are my kids, kids. And the indifferent moons are those bastard cats. I was going to say, I was like, going, okay, I'm serious pets, but when I heard, saw the indifferent, like, cats. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, you know, you're just trying to be a little different and, and still have some fun with it, but I, I've recently been kind of uh, wrestling with changing it, you know, maybe to be a little more serious and People try to squeeze in their accolades in there and, you know, I don't know. So I, I, I always I like to be it. just a little different, just one step to the right, <laughs> a little different. Yeah. I mean, you, you want to stay within the viewpoint of the line, but at the same time, yeah. you know, have fun. Well, maybe really it. close to not me. Well, line. just, I said just in, well, in view yeah. of it. I didn't say on it. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can see it from here. Exactly. And so that's where you get to have your fun. Yeah. And, um, but no, I think that's yeah. loving and creative and also kind of gives you a bit of an insight as to who you are, because sometimes, like mm-hmm. you said, some of these bios are awesome as far as telling me where they're from, what they've won and everything, but I'm not getting anything out of it except for things that could probably Google myself. But this, right. this right there says creatives, you know, free spirits, and she loves her, her, you know, the husband and the kids and even the cats that are indifferent. But yay. It, <laughs> yeah. it, it was just so cute. I'm like, I got to talk to her about that today. <laughs> oh, thank you. Thank you. That's the Aquarius in me coming out. Aquarius, I'm a Pisces. Hi. Yeah. <laughs> Hi. When you were saying, um, before we went live I, and you were saying something, I thought, are you Aquarius? You might be, but yeah. Yeah. I'm a Next um, one after, right? Yeah. Right, right afterwards. Yeah. March 3rd. Yeah. So I'm kind of close there a little bit, but. Oh, I'm February 3rd. Yeah. Oh, I'm look funny. at that. Just a month apart. Yeah. I mean, I love star, you know, this astrology stuff. I love it. I just, I am not like, I don't have it all memorized and I'm not doing people's birth charts and stuff. But I just love reading about it and mm-hmm. just seeing, I, I just find it fascinating. I think it's so accurate. It the, is. I have almost every person in my direct life is a Scorpio, which is hilarious because Scorpio <laughs> and Aquarius are not supposed to get along, but seriously, Scorps don't get along with anybody, but they, get, they <laughs> you know. funny enough, Scorpios get, um, it's said that they get paired up a lot with, um, but also get along with Pisces and like you, mm-hmm. I am surrounded by Scorpios, my brother, my yeah. grandmother, I have aunts and cousins and significant others and stuff like that. And I'm going, and my kid's a, a Libra, but close to that scorpion cuff, too. And I'm like, you're such a Scorpio. Right. <laughs> and he's yeah. like, stop it. And I'm like, no. Yeah. <laughs> Both of my kids are Scorpios and my husband is. Are they laid back? Um, oh, no. no they're they're one tight? <laughs> no, they're all Scorpios. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. yeah. And my dad is my mother-in-law, my sister, my other wow. father-in-law. You my grandmother are. was my aunt, my one niece. I mean, it's everywhere. everywhere. I thought I had it bad, but you, 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 you win. Yeah. <laughs> you and then win. like the only other, the only other three people, you know, that are like husbands or wives and my son's girlfriend are all Aquarius. Hmm. 
That's Isn't that funny? Very, it's very so. <laughs> interesting. I'm going to have to look into that because yeah, usually so if you read that book, Love Signs, mm-hmm. she says that Scorpio and Aquarius, if they get together, it's like a bloodbath or it is off the charts amazing. <laughs> so I just think we all must be off the charts amazing because here Love we it. are, you know, and <laughs> nobody is, you know gone to the er yet right and 27 years of being together still it's awesome yeah yeah i should have asked you before we started if cursing is allowed because i end up cursing a lot me too okay cool (laughs) yeah yeah this is the military so it just comes flying out yeah see i was not in the military but um (laughs) did rltc for all four years of high school but i grew up not cursing my mom was like you do not curse it was always about using different words to express themselves. And then I met my, you know, at the time, best friend in high school and she taught me everything. Oh yeah. <laughs> and ever since then I use fuck as an adjective, verb, pronoun, and noun. <laughs> so absolutely. It's a great word. It is. So yeah. So you are really open to so anything. Expensive. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love the word everyone hates. I love oh, it. Really? Oh mm. God. Yes. I love that word. And <laughs> I say it all the time. And you know, some people are like, what you know they get all like funny in the face i'm like you're it's okay it's just a word we're moving on you're you're gonna be fine but it can be so dirty and hot and sexy and i get in reviews all the time it was fine until she said that c word and i'm like <laughs> i just laugh. <laughs> she just did the evil laugh because she's like i know i know, <laughs> I know. wasn't it hot jesus <laughs> Jesus. It is interesting how we tend to have particular feelings for certain words and also who can say them. There's sometimes mm-hmm. I've seen reviews that if the if the heroine says it, they're like, oh no, no, it should not be. But if he says it, especially in the middle of an act, um, right. everything's okay. And I'm like, yes. it's the same fucking word, people. Yeah. Who cares who's and saying if he has it? it? If he has the like Joe Arden growly voice going on. Oh, yeah. say anything he wants she says fuck yeah. i mean god yeah jason clark <laughs> <laughs> someone said something the other day and i'm like only if i can have his babies no <laughs> you know, it was just funny like no okay anyway blah, i didn't say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. So, no these narrators uh, really projects a particular um type of you know persona online and in the books and things like that and i know sometimes they like to play with it on on social media but it's amazing (laughs) how we as human beings can do the audio thing and just get almost like a crush thingy going on or oh yeah it's totally making it up in your head like what something is or isn't and it's you can it's probably way off the mark it's way (laughs) off you know uh-huh. like i've met a couple of the guys and girls in person mm-hmm. and like the other day i was listening to one of your podcasts i mean i dug in and it was jason clark uh-huh. and he did the whole secrets of stone series for angel uh-huh. and i and so that he was actually like my introduction to audiobooks mm-hmm. i had never listened to an audiobook until i listened to my own and it was jason clark so Talk about setting the bar really high. Yeah, you know, great pop like, cherry. <laughs> I know, and I, I guess I'm embarrassed to say I didn't even know who he was when we contracted him to do this series. Mm-hmm. 
but I knew I loved the way he sounded, mm-hmm. you know? And so they, he was with um, Brickyard. Is that what it is? Brickyard, right? I think so. I think it's Brickyard. It was like the, you know, this core group of actors slash narrators at um, Brilliance. And so it was like their house band. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. If you had a house band, that was them. And so that's how we got him to do this series. So, God, and it was so good. So good. Oh, yeah. Oh. But anyway, so I, I was listening to you talking to him mm-hmm. and he sounded like he was crawling out of his skin. You know, he gets so it seems like he's probably bright red, embarrassed, like, you know, when you talk <laughs> about all the women are going crazy and they love him and, you know, this and that. And he's like, oh, that's so nice. Thank yeah, you. He did. You know, he's he's like, please shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> You just hear it. He's, I I know it's one of those that he is so Adorable. sweet and so yeah. polite, and yeah. it's also again it's that whole humble persona thing. And, oh yeah. my god, yes, so humble. He is yeah. definitely one that I would want to hang out with him and shoot the shits and play video yeah. games with or whatever, and and just yeah. relax and go explore. Apparently, strum a guitar. Yeah, yes, he played. He's very talented, and I think yeah. too that we we live in a world where because we have these. Imagination as far as what their personas could be. A lot of the guys and the girls are very shy or introverts, just like you. You're you guys as authors. Right. Most of them are. You know, you guys. Most of you are introverts. But then again, Not we're. Me, but yes, yeah. you're right. <laughs> but also, we're, we're literally saying, "Oh my god, you're so fu- you sound so fucking hot." Like, how do they react to that? There's some people right. that will bust out with, "Yes, yes, I know," and but then I. You pro- should see me. Uh, in some cases, no, babe. And other, I cases- know, right? <laughs> yeah. No, like it's okay. Yeah, we're good. And in other cases, it's just one of those like they're like, "Oh, thanks," it's just, and that's where he he falls into that humblest, which is one right. of the many reasons why I love and adore him, and will always always try to cast him in books because I know that his work ethic is great. That he'll bring the the books to life the way that the author envisions. So it's it's a great. He's someone awesome to work with. Um, I know many people got to meet I, him late recently in an event. So everybody was like, oh my God, yeah. he's so sweet. I'm like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. But um, but that is a great way to come into audiobooks is via a Jason Clark right. book. Right. You know, because it's solid performance. Yeah. Um, but yeah, totally. So I was gonna ask how you came into doing your audiobooks. Was it something that you and Angel decided to look into, or was it because one of the two of you was more into audiobooks? I know that you hadn't. You just, you know, just share that you hadn't, but how did you guys decide to make your titles into audio? Well, that was something when we, so Angel uh, got, I guess, scouted kind of by Waterhouse to um, do her superhero series. First, it was the misadventure. She did misadventures with a superhero. And that was the character's name was Bolt. He was, yes. that was his superhero name. And they liked what she did with the misadventure and then uh, proposed to her that she turn it into a series. And, you know, of course, with Marvel and everything going on with the superhero genre, it seemed like, and Angel has always had this passion to turn a superhero into a romance novel. <laughs> like, you know, meet these two together. The guys in the house love these movies with these superheroes. And a lot of the women do too. But their girlfriends want to see the guys live happily ever after with the girl. Instead of the fade, the black, they want to see 
these superheroes in bed, you know? And so she, that was her thing. She wanted to write that. And so Waterhouse gave her the opportunity to do that. And so she pitched them, you know, the superheroes romance thing. Mm -hmm. And then after they took that on, they said, we want your whole backlist. And of course, her backlist included our project, Secrets of Stone, which is for people that don't know that are listening, it's a billionaire CEO. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's, it's pretty much that. There's, uh, it's slated to be 12 books total. Right now, there's nine completed. Um, there's two books per couple. They do stand alone, but it is like a serial. So, they're best read in order and the whole series together because it, it would make sense if you picked up any one of them. They're, you know what I mean? They're self-contained stories, but it's more enjoyable to read them all together because you get to meet characters, you know, and then you get to revisit characters that you met before. And, mm-hmm. you know, so it's world building is like my, that and character development. Those are like my big things as far as writing that's what i love to do it's my thing so that's what we've been trying to do with secrets of stone and of course now with shark too so i i totally went off on a tangent now so i don't even know what the hell i was talking about no you're talking about (laughs) so the approach oh how did we get to audio Yeah. yeah so so then when we weren't in the um you know indie pocketbook anymore waterhouse said let's get these on audio and do you have any idea about narrators and so we just went through that process where you audition narrators and it's very difficult because they all sound really good you know and yeah they just all sound good and then they all start sounding the same and you know angel had some experience with the ones that she had already done but none of those were fitting like aiden snow does her honor bound Mm-hmm. And he's great for that, but he was not what I wanted to hear. And oh, I'm trying to think who does bolts. Mm. Um, Halter Graham. Agar- yes. Graham. Halter yeah. Graham. Yeah. yeah. And again, it just wasn't what I was hoping to hear. And then, so we narrowed it down. You know, they said, just give us three guys and three girls and we'll do our best to get one of them. And we got Jason and then we did not get any of the girls that we chose and we just got uh, someone that they picked. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and there yeah. we are. So, yeah. yeah. And then when they came back, I was like, oh, boy, because I had never listened to a, an audiobook before. And I thought the best way to approach it was a book that I already knew very well mm-hmm. and was near to my heart because I wouldn't be as invested in the story as I would be the performance. And I think it was a good approach, at least Mm -hmm. for me and the way my brain works. That was a good way to go at it. No. Yeah. I mean, I know sometimes you guys as authors don't want to hear the book because it's a little awkward or you're, you know, again, the super hypercritical self of why did I say that versus this? Did you find yourself just engrossed in the story because of their performance or were you also then going, Oh, I can't believe I wrote that. I mean, how was that? Mostly I I'm like, God damn, that's good. <laughs> I don't know. I think I, I'm like, I'm happy with it. You know, awesome. by that point, you've you've read it, you've looked at it, you've read it again, you've edited it. And with Secrets of Stone, we had we released those books, the first six as 
indie authors, Angel and I. Mm-hmm. Then we sold the series to a small boutique house in um, London called Totally Bound. And then, you know, just the relationship there, we just weren't really going in the direction we were hoping to go. Mm-hmm. So we um, were able to get out of that contract and very soon after sell it to um, Waterhouse. And so, you know, just making that transition and just being in that position. So mm-hmm. it was better. Yeah. That's great. And again, great introduction into audiobooks, Mr. Jason Clark. <laughs> <laughs> it is just so funny because I had no idea, you know, like the following this guy had, because I was not in the audio world. I had no idea <laughs> that this was a whole other thing and that people were like, fangirling over these narrators the way they were it was you know how when you first come into something new Uh and you see it and you're kind of like oh shit what's going on here oh my god (laughs) you know and you just kind of your eyes are darting back and forth like i don't know you know (laughs) you feel like that little kid who got dropped off at the birthday party and your mom is driving away faster than you can get back in the car and you're like oh god don't leave me here you know but yeah yeah, what an awesome place. Yeah, there's a lot of great groups out there yeah. that are on Facebook, and now there's even some on Discord. Uh, there are some of them that are moving yeah. over to Clubhouse, and there's so many different things because each group brings something different to that whole original concept of the audiobooks. And even now, the narrators some have some of their own official fan groups themselves. So I was go- going to say <laughs> the stuff that you're doing with a lot of the guys and girls, and having you know them have their own fan page like. Street mm-hmm. teams like the authors do. It's so good because that was one of the best, not was one, but it is still one of the best parts about being an author is my street team page because I can go in there and feel totally at home with those girls. They're, they're the readers that have been with me from day one and they're, it's just a solid crew of women. And, it, you know, it's a good number of women, but it's just, it's like the safe place. And yeah. we have all seen each other. I mean, those women basically held my hand through breast cancer two mm-hmm. years ago, you yeah. know, and got through that. And it's, it's just unbelievable. So the term street team is not really relatively used nowadays anymore. That was no, definitely something yeah. that was used if, if but only like recently, yeah. like, like maybe four or five years ago up until then. So for those who are listening that don't know what a street team is, it used to be a grassroots back in the 70s and stuff like that, where bands used to have their fans share and distribute pamphlets, paper, you mm-hmm. know, advertisements yeah. um, out to, on the street, out on the streets where they were going to have the concert. So the record stores, the restaurants and just passing them out. And so those were known as street teams. Fast forward into the age of digital you know, global mobility here, um, the authors, as well as, I mean, there's the same thing for musicians still is still a thing, um, but now it's done digitally. So you have your bloggers and your reviewers and your, um, the fans that will post the reviews. And then there's those subgroups that are like the art team and then the reader groups themselves. And so your street team and some authors still use that, or they've converted those into reader groups. Um, those are still utilized to this day to help with the marketing of the books, regardless of, of format, whether it's a paperback or ebook and stuff like that. So 
Yeah, you brought back those memories of the street teams. Those were fun. <laughs> I've aged myself. <laughs> well, not, not, well, no, not from a 70s <laughs> group band and stuff like that. But like I said, like it's only been like maybe it stopped being a thing usually yeah. about maybe just four years ago. And I was like, that's also kind of how I started as a fan was being on street teams. Oh yeah. You know, and as a blogger, and you felt like you were the shit, right? I mean, it was like, I was like, I, yeah. I was on Lexi Blake's street team. That was the first street team I was on Lexi. and Love they her. sent out swag. Yep. Like literal bag mm-hmm. swag. I'm not joking. Like a tote bag. And yep. that was swag in itself. And they, uh, I'm sure it was Chloe Vale, who's still with her now, sent out this letter that said, here's what you need to do as part mm-hmm. of our street team. You need to hit the street and you need to go with this stuff. You carry it with you wherever you go. If you're going to get your hair done, you take some things with you. If you're getting your nails done, if you're in the grocery store, you make sure you have this stuff in your purse and you hand it out to anybody who you start talking about books with. Yeah. Libraries. And stuff like that. Lexi, that's what you're doing now. You're going to be out there pimping her stuff. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. I'm on it. I'm I'm going to do that because you know you're out there talking about the books anyway. So oh, why yeah. not? It, it totally Fear works. The love. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I remember um, helping create one for Elizabeth Naughton and oh, yeah. and some of the other ones too. It's just, just one of those things where I'm like, okay, having to type that list up and just say, yeah, <laughs> you know, just go to the local library, ask permission, and <laughs> you yeah, drop yeah, this yeah. stuff off. And and now we have all these, you know, mom and pop bookstores, which are so cute and quaint. So that's something else too that we do it. But a lot of things are still done digitally. So having the reviewers and the bloggers and the influencers share that stuff now online is it's the same thing. So instead of you know, um, bookmarkers now we just have really cute graphics to post on instagram right, right. <laughs> yeah or flashy you know something that's oh, yeah. gonna catch somebody's eye yes yes definitely flash you guys have great covers on your books and stuff so that's something too that thank you that thank is you. great for marketing is having those book covers that stand out and you can tell from a branding perspective oh that's a victoria being you know angel angel yeah book. It, it's one of the for me least enjoyable parts of writing a book is the cover it, it i struggle with it every time oh yeah the, the secrets of stone ones were awesome they kind of covered themselves you know what i mean like once we got the concept down it was easy like we picked the object mm-hmm. in the writing phase we knew what it would be but and the you know onomatopoeia with the sound of the title that's easy to do too, but shark has been a lot harder. It's yeah. been a lot harder, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, those you book think- covers are not, they're not easy. They're not. And then to find one guy that has multiple poses. And the, yeah. Three poses that are usable yeah. for a cover. Mm-hmm. That sounds like, how hard can that be? Oh, uh, you don't even know. know. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, people there, that have worked with graphics know, but everyone yep. else that's saying, you, how hard can that be? Oh, you have to look at pretty boys all day long. Yes. Oh my God. I had someone have the audacity and I'm just kidding, but they have like, they have like, oh, poor girl. You have to look at how guys don't like all the time. <laughs> and I'm like, listen, child. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it's called a rabbit hole for a reason. You will spend hours trying to find <laughs> someone. And then also if you find someone close, can you then adjust 
the coloring of a background or the hair color and stuff like that, depending on your right. graphic designer, it goes all this stuff that, that little nuances, um, because and three hours later, yes, all you know is how to make a pipe bomb and <laughs> not how to fix that graphic. Cause you don't even know what you've been reading. Yeah. You're going, fuck it. Shit. <laughs> where's there's three hours i can't get back oh yeah i know but especially when you're writing about billionaires you know that's also you're you're looking for like suit guy and all of a sudden you're like stuff that i've had to look you know look up it's crazy we had the the main character sebastian shark his last name is shark that's where the shark's edge thing came from but he had a woman die in his backyard swimming pool because someone put piranhas in it oh in his God. swimming pool and of course they ate her yeah. and piranhas don't typically attack humans that's not that's a myth but they chum the water with bl- human blood and they scented it and then they attacked her because they will do that but i mean i spent probably nine hours researching piranhas and you know their habits and what they oh will do and won't do i'm like Oh, just ask me. I know. Just ask me about piranhas. <laughs> this is going to be my next party trick. <laughs> Who well, wants to know about piranhas? Well, you know, there's going to be that reader out there that loves marine biology or biology yeah. as, as, as stuff like that and is an expert in, in piranhas. Dear Victoria Blue, yes. in page 25, paragraph 2, line 13, you were wrong. Okay, yes. thanks, <laughs> No, they don't say thank you. Bye. No. <laughs> They will be right. on the review too. So I, as a listener reader, appreciate it when the author <laughs> does the research in it, in it because it could be anything, whether you write historicals and you use the wrong type of corset um, right. or the type of material. Um, in your cases, you know, piranhas, but also yeah. billionaire, you know, kind of thing. It's like, yeah, you know, mm, it's, it's, it's You're right. Yeah. The same thing, like going back a little bit to the covers when your character is described as brunette or dark haired and your cover model oh. blonde that's a pet peeve of mine i'm like dude it is a it's really bad yeah. so this is where the frustration of it being out of my hands you know what i mean there there is a level of control i don't have when you're when you're not an indie author mm-hmm. i it only goes up to you know a certain percent of control and then the rest of it, which is much greater, is not up to me. Yeah. And so you're sitting there go, like, oh, God, like, you know, rocking in the corner. <laughs> I can't do this. I can't. I can't. Is that, I'm, oh, my God, the emails I'm going to get. Why, why are you doing this? You know, it, it can be very daunting. Yes. Very daunting. But oh. but now yeah, yeah. I think it's just like building my character. <laughs> I tell myself building character yeah you know growing the thicker skin but Mm -hmm. it it goes the same thing like when you're casting the narrators at least you know Mm -hmm. you were provided with some options or sometimes that you guys don't even know who it is until it's announced on audible unfortunately oh yeah i would yeah no that to me would be like no because it's the the narrator can make or break the book doesn't matter how you know how good that book is the narrator can totally bomb it for you and so absolutely but you've had you guys have had some really good um narrators and stuff like that from yeah. Jason Clark to you know <laughs> and then you know we had um Jacob Morgan, Morgan and 
Aaron Mallon and yep. Therese Plummer. And, you know, I mean, Teddy just, Hamilton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, Teddy. Oh, my God. He, <laughs> he knocked those out of the park. So that just came out. And so I've spent like two weeks just end to end listening to that same book. I was so happy because that was just a hard thing for me because switching narrators in the middle of a series. Oh, yes. That's like the worst nightmare. Brutal. Brutal. Yeah. yeah. But I got cancer. And there you have it. And I dropped out of the rotation for Zach. And then I couldn't get back in. You know, he's so busy. Yeah. And no fault of his, no fault of mine. That was, you know, <sighs> stupid cancer, you know. And at least I'm alive to listen to my audiobooks. Yeah, you know, no, it's, 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 it's a grand scheme of things, girl. Um, yeah, yeah. Very, very thankful. <laughs> yeah, because that's no joke. I mean, I know that and you're talking about it very light and stuff like that now that you've passed it. But no. it's also something too that never really goes away because you know you might check up again and stuff like that. Yep. And then it's it impacts so many different aspects of your life. And sometimes oh. the listeners don't, or and the readers sometimes don't understand like why why isn't she writing? Well, because currently she's doing some you know she's going through some right. medical stuff. Back yeah. off. Uh, I in the beginning I went about two months without telling the readers because I needed to get all my ducks in a row. And mm -hmm. of course it's so overwhelming when you're first diagnosed and I just needed to have a plan in place and have a surgery date and have everything just lined up. So when I did finally tell everyone I had a plan in place, mm -hmm. here's what's going on. Here's what I plan to do about it. Here's what I expect the recovery time to be. Here's my plan as far as writing, you know, just have it all laid out. So people could have the facts. Mm -hmm. No, no, it, it just wasn't going to be, I don't know what's going to happen. And then, you know, and then people would be left to wonder or try to contact me or whatever. So. Oh yeah. Cause you know, we care about you guys as authors and some of us has developed relationships with you guys. So the next step, when you give me a vague post, you know, with or, to keep checking back up. to say, Hey, are you okay? How can I help? What's yeah. going on? And so, yeah. So the, the care and um generosity and oh my gosh the outpouring was unbelievable unbelievable when <laughs> people you know it was just unbelievable I, I would never have expected any of that it just blew my mind blew my mind when you were saying earlier about blankets you may not believe how many blankets i received during that time i i think i guess when people go through Chemo, yeah. Blankets is a big thing. I was very fortunate and I had to do radiation, but I didn't have to do chemo. And I have so many blankets. I'm like, why is everyone sending me blankets? But <laughs> it took me a little while for, you know, either to realize what was going on with the blankets or someone finally told me, oh, you're not doing chemo, right? And that's why you don't understand with the blankets. But oh, the softest blankets. Yeah. My mom, yeah. when she was doing dialysis, um, oh, I, yeah. I I realized how much those blankets, mm. because those rooms are cold. They're and, cold. And, then and you're just something soft. Yes. Yeah. And then because your skin hurts. Like yes. everything hurts. Hurts. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, it's definitely something that a lot of us take for granted, Yeah, you know, when we're healthy to read mm -hmm. things like, you know, like the the blankets or the comfy socks or the hats that keep us warm. We tend to yeah. think of the fashion sense to some cases, but right. in some cases it's, it's part of regiment of dealing with treatments. 
and, yeah. and it's really great community that we are in uh, you know like with anything we have our bad apples um but <laughs> we t- we sure are always sometimes very creative and fun to hang around with sometimes but um we do have such a good caring community that will step up and you know help out in any case from you know auctions to just you know food rounds and stuff like that when we depending on what the author and the individual needs and wants so yeah. yeah it's a very good group of people in the end so that's always good i'm glad that you're doing well thank you i yeah. am very happy to say that i uh october was two years since my diagnosis and mm-hmm. then uh then april will be you know it goes like that so six months after that would be after the radiation and then august will be two years from post-op completely so it took a while you know it takes yeah it's a process process. yeah definitely like a whole year process from start to finish but they don't mess around once you get that diagnosis it was almost to the day two months from diagnosis to bilateral mastectomy Mm. wow yeah yeah well they gotta get it quick that way you guys can stick with us you know oh yeah i was like get them off i would they're just troublemakers now get rid of them (laughs) Yeah. And I got a new pair. So there you go. Cool. <laughs> I, w- I never, ever thought like I was never a girl that wanted, you know, a boot job. And now I have it. And I'm like, I like these. <laughs> and my I- one cat loves them. He just loves them. He's rubbing on them all the time because they're really, you know, they're kind of hard, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, he thinks they're the best thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> He's so funny. It's the hairless one. I have a hairless cat. It's interesting how our pets react to our bodies differently yeah, as yeah. far as like they know that something's up or they feel yeah, that wasn't there different. before. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bouncy, bouncy, bouncy. Uh, yeah. like, stop. <laughs> uh, so they're funny. So, they're, yeah, but they're adorable. Mm. Too. But I mean, so this is also where it goes back to as, as a listener and a reader. We love to get the books. But and then we're constantly devouring them and we do them so quickly, but it takes months for you guys to write the you know the book and then production if it's an audiobook and then all the other stuff that goes along with it. Um, it takes a lot of time. So I always yeah, process. Yeah, it's it's definitely a process. Um, how do you guys go about what does that writing process look like for the two of you as a co-write, you know, co-author uh, couple? <laughs> <laughs> It is like a marriage a lot of times in the way beginning when we first started writing together, I had never written anything in my life, Mm -hmm. you know, nothing. And so it was a lot of mentoring and, you know, her really showing me the way how things, you know, the stories are told in the best way. And I, I read a lot so I could see, you know, what appealed to me and certainly not copied, but, you know, kind of used authors that I loved as role models, like, this is a good story. This is a good way to do this. And so um, we took turns, like she wrote the male character and I wrote the female. So every other chapter. Mm -hmm. And so she would write a chapter and then it was just in a word document. And then she would send it to me or we used a Dropbox. And then I, she would let me know she was done with it. And then I would go in, read what she wrote And then I would add to it. I would add the next chapter in the female's point of view. And then, you know, back and forth till we had the whole book done. And then 
you know, when we got the other person's chapter added on, you have to go back and read and see how it went and what, you know, what you're building on. And then if you had any suggestions or changes or whatever, Mm -hmm. that would be the time to make them. So yeah, that, that process wasn't always easy for me because I was brand new at it. So I was like sensitive. This Mm is, you know, you go through the whole, I, I know authors that are multiple times over New York times and that imposter syndrome you hear about. Oh yeah. And you know, so it's so hard to like, Oh my God, is anything that I write good enough or is not, you know what I mean? And it's hard. It's just, mm-hmm. it's hard. I wasn't trained in university to be a writer and you know what I mean? It just definitely that can get to your ego and confidence pretty quickly, but it's, it never stopped being fun. So I always went back for more. And then when we got to um, the fifth book in Secrets of Stone, that's when Angel started writing Bolt with Waterhouse. And so we changed up our style of writing Secrets of Stone, where I was writing the whole book, the entire first draft of it, all the characters. And then she would go through when I was done and add her voice into it. If that makes sense, because yeah, yeah. We could, I couldn't wait on her to add a chapter because she was on deadline with a whole other series. And so I worked on Secrets of Stone. She was working on Bolt. And then she would come in and add her stuff to what I wrote. And my writing was getting better and better and better. I mean, now we're on the fifth book. So I didn't need as much hold hand, hand holding, mm-hmm. you know, as I did in the way beginning. But and then by the fifth book, us taking turns with characters wasn't going to work anymore because it's a menage. So, um, you know, who who was someone was going to have to have two characters, and one person was only going to have one. And that first book of the menage is called No Lucky Number. It came out in uh, anthology that we did with a bunch of girls. It was the year that RT was in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I and it that was one. called One Night in Vegas. The whole, the anthology and everyone that was involved in it did a story of like some of their best known characters from their books in that. And they were all supposedly in this hotel called The Night at the same time. Hmm. So they were kind of crossing paths with each other. You know, all of our characters were crossing paths with each other. It was kind of, it was a great concept. And originally we're thinking we were going to do this like every year, depending on where RT was held. So it was really going to be like an RT anthology. Oh, but then RT. Yeah. (laughs) And so, but it was, it was a great idea. It was uh, Sierra Cartwright and me and Angel and Jenna Jacob and Red Phoenix and Mary Carr. Mm hmm. Yep. And I, I'm trying to think if there was anyone else, but I think that was all of us. And then I think we only kept it on the market for like six months. You know, it's really a get it now. It's going to be gone. And then we absorbed those stories back into our worlds because they were, you know, our like popular characters. So. So is that uh, that novella um, that you guys wrote for that anthology available now somewhere at all? Yeah. Or? Well, yeah. Waterhouse had me turn it into a full length novel, which oh. <laughs> I was just talking to Jenna Jacob because she was my mystery author over the weekend. And I said, have you done that? Have you had to turn uh, 
novella into a novel and she's like yes and i'm like it's the worst right <laughs> it's so hard it is so hard to do because i did that with no lucky number but by then i had already written like two books after it so it was like landlocked in between there you know in time in time and space it was stuck and so all all i could do was dream sequences and backstory huh because I was stuck there in time. There was nowhere to go. And, oh my gosh, it was so hard. It was so hard. Things you learn not to do again, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Next time the publisher says, how do you feel about, no. you say no. You don't say whatever you need me to do. I will do it. <laughs> yeah. It, you it, say it, no. Yep. It's the stuff that you learn um, yes. as you go through, you know, the, the whole ups and downs of the career as far as the author or whatever it is that you do. Yeah. And, yep. uh, you know, cause you do want to make sure that, you know, you, you, your publishers are happy that your you know, co-writer is happy, but there's some times that you like, um, I don't have enough time. I don't have enough, I, you know, hands to do it all. Or in your case, yeah. being stuck between books and stuff like that, it's a difficult scenario. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned your pod cause you have a podcast too. So tell us about that. So it's not a podcast per se. Okay. I do it. Um, I broadcast it live on, I do it on Facebook currently, but I, I need to move it to Instagram. And it's funny, the reason why I don't move it to Instagram, my, um, my PA, Megan, she is like the moderator of it. And she sets up the month before, whenever she actually gets a hold of the person, I don't really know how this part goes because I don't know about it. She finds an author that will come on this live chat with me. And it's a mystery. I don't know who it is that is going to come talk to me. And literally, I don't know. It's not, you know, we're not just saying that. And I really do know it's a surprise every month when they show up on my screen. And then I talk to them for an hour. Oh my God. It's bullshit. And it's (laughs) so much fun. And I had the idea one day. It, it was so weird. I just had this idea. I was talking to um, Geneva mm-hmm. and she was having a new book come out and I, I had her on and it was, you know, we just had a good time. And I, I had met her a few times before, but I didn't really know her very well. And her baby was like a year old and we were talking about baby. And I mean, we were all over the place. Like, conversations with me tend to be mm-hmm. and she but we had such a good time and the hour was done so fast and we never even talked about her book I'm like oh my gosh tell us about your book. <laughs> you know and but we, we just had a good time because it was it was like the first couple of months of COVID and oh, yeah. you know how those first couple of months it was bad because it was we, so new and we yes. just weren't adjusted yet to that life and uh and so we talked about the book and, you know, it gave me that idea. Like I should do this more like Mm -hmm. a regular thing. And so we do it on zoom and it broadcasts on Facebook and you cannot do that with a third person, I guess, on, on, um, on what the hell is it called? Instagram. Instagram. Because Megan watches the feed the whole time Mm -hmm. and then relays questions to us that people are asking because it's very difficult for me to watch comments while I'm doing a live. Oh yeah, no, it's very. I'm kind of like distracting. ADHD, and I can't do it. Mm-hmm. I will. I'll. Oh, I'll never get. 
full sentence out of my mouth. It won't happen. No, yeah, no, it's 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 daunting because the, you know this the as as a watcher of a of one of the either doing on Instagram or Facebook, the comments are flying by. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes the technology on your end, on your dashboards, as the ones recording this thing, yeah. it's not, it's glitchy. It's yeah. not going as fast as it is on, on other people's ends. And right. then you're going like, it, there's a bit of a delay. And so there's so many different factors. And so, yeah, it's, it's good that you have um, someone there to help you out with that because otherwise it is, yeah. Fi- um, Instagram, I think will be catching up soon to be able to do more live chats with more people just because it seems like that's where people want to take it right right yeah but that's and also- god forbid you have a technical difficulty yeah i hear people you are like oh, i can't see it it's frozen i yes oh i god. know i am trying <laughs> i'm trying yeah it's like i'm Slow trying down. my best yeah and these times yeah, yeah they just get so excited and i love that i know uh, yeah and everything but at the same time i'm going you're just giving me more stress <laughs> i'm i don't want to let you down please yeah. i'm begging you oh god every single time i've done i've done a live and i've hosted it for the authors or the narrators my it's almost like i have a moment with my devices and saying okay guys you're gonna behave right you're going <laughs> yes. to be good because I do not want to be that girl that freezes in the middle yep. of a conversation and it's all Vivi's fault. And no, let's not do this. We Ugh. have like a joke, Angel and I, because typically when we have a release day, we do a live together. Mm-hmm. And then COVID happened and we didn't have that many releases, I don't think, during COVID anyway. Because, again, I just, you know, had the cancer and mm-hmm. COVID came right back to back. But um, every time we have tried to do a live, probably the last five times something went wrong and we either couldn't do it or we had to switch profiles or channels or whatever. And all we could do was hope that the people were following us every time it crashed. And we, and we typed in, we're going to angels profile, try us there. And we'd go over there and try to post it there. Dream hopping. Yeah. That people followed us to go Mm -hmm. watch it, you know? Yeah. And the diehard fans did, you know, but each time you could see we're losing numbers. It's yeah, it sucked. It, it sucked. Yeah. So there's there's a couple of things I'll, I'll I'll connect with you guys afterwards off air to give you some ideas yeah. and suggestions for other things that you guys can use to help out that I've noticed helps yeah. with the streaming, especially like when Streamyard. More, yeah, Streamyard is definitely the, what I was yeah. going to suggest, and it's really good because you can have more than two people. Because, yeah. Yeah. And so that helps out from that perspective. I need to double check if they're doing stuff with Instagram, but Instagram is so locked down because they don't like third party anything. Um, right. But yeah, we'll figure that. But the, your lives that you do. So you have no clue who you're talking to until you. Uh, well, the they come on and we do it all. It's on video. Right. And you, anybody can go see those videos are on my Facebook profile on Victoria Blue, not on my author page on Facebook, but on my actual profile, mm-hmm. you know, in the videos, you can see photos and videos and whatever they're, it, they're all in there. Oh so my goodness. we've been doing it. August was a year. Wow. So September, October, November. So I've been doing it now for a, uh, what, 15 months. So yeah. Cool. You're, you're going to get your assistant to do a narrator. Oh, I know. <laughs> no, you know what? Aaron Mallon. Erin Mallon was my second or third guest ever. Okay, cool. She's yeah. awesome. But I had um, they 
they were asking me for a list of um, authors, you know, that they could contact just helping them out with some names. And then I didn't put any of the narrators down. And my one assistant is a heavy listener like I am. And she's like, what? And there, there's no, where's Connor? Where's Joe? Why are you not putting my names on here? I'm like, oh my God, I would die a thousand deaths. I could not, I could not do that. Okay. I would well, die. I would. Well, the good die. news with both Connor and Joe is that they wouldn't be technically on camera because they don't do right. videos. So you would have at least a little right. bit of a whoosh. You know, Joe does oh, more of a God. ski mask kind of a thing or, or mask yeah. lately, but. Oh my God, the one he wore the other day. I know, I was like, Dude. Aaron, I was, I like, was laughing. Yeah. That was such a great interview though. Yeah, I no, mean, yeah, he's, he's a good, he's a good he's chat. He's so smart. Mm-hmm. Yep. He just sounds so smart. I I love a smart guy. Mm. Yeah, there's nothing sexier when they're, than, than when they're smart. When they smell good and they're yeah. smart. Oh, those are the two things. <laughs> Bonus is they do dishes and vacuum without you telling them what to do. Oh, I'm thinking if they do other things, but you can go with vacuum and dishes. Well, yeah, well, the other stuff is a given. <laughs> but Duh, I'm, Victoria. Uh, yeah. <laughs> there's nothing. Fair, and I've done that with friends, too, that I'm going when I'm like done a Zoom or something. And they're like, hold on a minute. And then they're doing like, are you vacuuming? And they're like, yeah. And I'm going, yes, babe. You know? And they're like, Viv. I'm like, what? I, no one said anything to you. No one guilted you into doing it. That is yeah. sexy. House chores turn me on. Yes. It's, you know, um, but I, you know, going back to the guys and stuff like that, the girls are always great. You know, the narrators, yeah. Aaron Mallon, yeah. Emma Wilder is another one that's really fun and funny. And oh my God, there's so many out there that are gold crushing stuff like that. But I, what hit me the most was when um, you and I were talking and then I'm like, so, hey, have you heard about this guy? And you're like, which one? Vit? I'm like, sorry, that's right, guys. Um, and I'm like, Connor Craze. And you're like, oh, hello, Connor. <laughs> well, I, actually, I was taught I was like, you know, I get in these weird little moods and I, you know, start acting out. And <laughs> you're like, uh, someone likes Connor, huh? And I'm like, oh, it's just a little, little bit. Yeah. yeah. I think. I'll go in spurts, you know, where if you listen to a series or you listen to something and, and then that's what you're hearing back mm-hmm. to back to back to yes. back. And you're like, I am taking you home with me. I don't care. <laughs> now it's over. You're mine. Mine. Yeah. Mine. <laughs> mine. Yeah. So, that it just happened. And I don't know what I was listening to at the time. I think mm-hmm. it was, I don't think you had listened to anything yet. I think it was one of those you were looking to well, that, something and then someone that Julie Ann book I had listened to that one yeah it, it tore me apart and of course I know the difference that it's the author's words and they're delivering them and so that woman wrote an amazing book mm-hmm. it, it was just incredibly good yeah heart-wrenching god yeah. it was good but I remember hearing him and see, I went back and listened to that um hmm. interview that you sent me the link to yes and <laughs> it was Connor, it was him saying that. Yeah, I, that's what made me go get that book. Yes, when that's he what it was. said that it was that hard for him to record that he had to stop and go hug his kids. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I thought, oh my god, what is this book? I mean, if it's moving the narrator to that point, because how many stories do they read? Seriously, Joe said the other day he's doing over a hundred a year. Yeah, it's it's a uh, high volume. How can yeah? How do they even know what they said? Yeah, honestly, I I read stuff sometimes that I wrote, and I'm like, 
who is messing with my computer? (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I don't even know that I wrote it. Yeah. It's just, you go to a weird head place, you know? Mm -hmm. And so that's how that was. And what it's like for them. Yeah. That's how it was. I think that you guys are looking into getting new narrators and stuff for your books. And I'm like, Hey, have you listened to Mm -hmm. my, here's a, here's a link to the interview that I did with him. Yeah. Yeah. And you're going, hello. (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, another one bites the dust. (laughs) Yeah. And then Joe, I was listening to a whole series. Oh, I just, I went like crazy obsessed with CD Reese for, Mm -hmm. I listened to her entire backlist. I listened to them all. (laughs) Just that I went nuts. And Joe did a series with, um, I'm trying to think of who the female was. It it was the Edge series. It's it's like a psychological thriller. Oh, I think that's it's Maxine not... Mitchell. Hold on, The Edge. Um, oh yes, CD. I think you're right. CD Reese. Let me just double check. That's why we are talking. Yes, it is with Maxine Mitchell. Yes. It, it and it's good. It's a departure from her normal. So it definitely still has hot, dirty sex in it, but it's a head game and. Mm-hmm. Joe does Ted game really good. Yeah. He's, uh, really he's good. very talented. Um, I remember, I still remember like sometimes people say, what's the first audio book from a certain narrative? And a lot of times like, do you have any idea how many books I've listened? But yeah. from Joe, I, I, I remember yeah. specifically it was Cake by J.B. Bankston. And it was just the emotional roller coaster of that character and how he brought it to life was yeah. how I'm like, hello, Joe, you know? And to also, me, we'll that's, listen to that. Yeah. To me, that's, that is, on a performance level, I know that a lot yeah. of people are in it for the for the sexy stuff or the things no, that come out yeah. of their mouth. But for mm. me, I need to have the substance, and right. that's the in betweens. And when they can provide that emotion, like Jason's phenomenal at that. Oh yeah, I bring in that. When emotional. you stop what you're doing, yeah, just listen. Mm-hmm. Like my husband will go, "What's what's wrong? Are you okay?" And I just point to my ear, <laughs> just point to my earbud, or I tap it, like yeah. listening. Yeah, mm-hmm. listening. Yeah. yeah, he knows. He knows that I'm just obsessed with audiobooks. He was an avid reader when I met him. He just read and read and read, and I didn't. And it, it so it was like a new, you know, mm-hmm. redisc- a rediscovery of mine after, you know, the kids got old enough to entertain themselves a little bit so I could have some time to myself. And he was so happy. I'm so glad you discovered reading. And little did he know I would become a writer. But <laughs> and now into audiobooks. So this is lovely. Yeah. 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 So funny. Mm-hmm. But he listens to audio too now because, you know, as we're getting older, our eyes are getting so bad. And mm-hmm. the cancer medicine I'm taking has destroyed my vision, which is awful, but it keeps the cancer away. Yeah. And I work with numbers all oh, day long. So yeah. my eyes are so tired at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Yeah, yeah. But it allows the audiobooks allow you to do other things and it's yes. just a separate, a different way to absorb yes. the story. But yeah, it was so funny when I, you started going into your, your, your cute phase with uh, Connor and, uh, <laughs> and to see it. Cause again, I live and breathe this stuff as far as, yeah. you know, work and as a listener, yeah. as a blogger and everything. And sometimes I still do get, oh my God, moments uh, for things. But I technically for that real thing, it's like vicariously through you guys when it's a listener or, you know, a reader that discovers a new voice. I'm like, oh my God, that is so cute. And another one. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 
and literally I'm going, oh, Michelle, another one has bit in the dust and fallen and has become a cutie. Oh, his <laughs> voice, it, he's, it's so good. It's not like, you know, it just, none of them actually that we're talking about are run of the mill. They're all like unique. They have something unique about them. I was, I was listening to Teddy the other day and I was mimicking what I was doing his bit. Like, what is it about him? And I figured it out, you know, Ooh, so then tell. I was, I was delivering everything the way he does. He says the last word with a lot of strength on it. Like, you know, the fan on the desk and it's the last word and you have to, that last word has to come out stronger. And, you know, of course his voice sounds way better. He doesn't sound like, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Teddy definitely has easily uh, Teddy definitely has, um, they all have a, a, like a cadence. And yes, that's, that's what but they, their own, but yeah. they're in the one individually. And then you add yes. a flair to it. Like for Teddy, his flair for me, it's almost like a California vibe. He's so laid back. Yes. He just sounds so laid back. Everything I talk like I know good. any of them, but you know what? I'm just living in a fucking fantasy. Just don't wreck it. Viv. Don't do it. <laughs> no, I'm not wrecking it. I'm just saying that for me, that's how, kind of how like Teddy has that bit of that relaxed dude everything's gonna be okay just come over here i'll take care of you yeah. kind of a thing jason runs the gamut because he's done yeah. that cool and also the more wound up and things like that i think his range is phenomenal joe the same thing cadence and being able to do that lower register um and they're just this is like gruff he's he definitely has the growly thing but it's by nature not like he's trying so hard you know right. what i mean yeah For me, Joe's is just, it's just there. Yeah. Like, that's his Jason, voice. Too. Yeah. Jason's natural growl and lower register. I have no longer lost. And that whole series, like I said, is, is Jason Clark, but no longer lost. There's, he comes in, obviously he's, I know this by heart because I've listened to him so much. <laughs> Chapter four, when he comes on, your panties fall off <laughs> on their own. Yep. It, you might be the next virgin mary that you just get pregnant right there i don't know (laughs) it's crazy to hear his voice in that chapter i don't know what he had to have been doing it intentionally because that character he does really low the whole Mm -hmm. time but that start of that chapter is ridiculous i mean it's just ridiculous Mm -hmm. i don't even yep and jacob's similar too jacob has such a good cadence and range as well so there's a lot of narrators out there and i know that sometimes people tend to focus on almost like like the publishing houses should be the top five right the big houses so you know but there's so many other ones out there oh there are so many oh my god you know like lance greenfield if you have not heard him you need to um marcio catalano is another one that i've been discovering and getting to know better and stuff like that there's so many more and zachary johnson by the way Oh my God. Zachary Johnson. He, oh my God. If you, okay. So range, growliness, accent work is phenomenal. And his register is on that mid to lower. So he can do Uh that deeper growl. Yeah. Me too, but also state. So again, do the differentiations of the tone. And if you like a British accent, it is Mr. John Hartley. And oh, that man. I'm listening to a book right now that Jacob Morgan is narrating. He has Irish. Mm-hmm. This is crazy. Irish, New Orleans, Boston, 
and just, you know, straight up American, yeah. all in the same book he's and, doing. And he's doing it in one scene. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Back and forth, back and forth. Back so forth. not all of them can do that. You know, it's nuts. It's yes. freaking nuts. Nuts. Yeah. John Hartley's like that. I have to send you the interview that I did with him because he, he literally in a sentence was busting out with different accents along the lines. And I'm going, fuck. <laughs> and from someone well, that's British to then go into an American yeah, accent. It's oh, crazy. I was like, it's crazy. Yeah. well, I discovered him through a Christian Ashley book that is a fantasy of hers that she does as a spin spinoff of one of her other fantasy lands. And I was so crushing on these two characters because these dudes, <laughs> dudes were great performance yeah, yeah. delivery and everything. Fast forward. It's the same one fucking narrator. And I'm going, who is that? And she's like, it's John Hartley. And I'm like, okay, come here, John. <laughs> yeah, I'm keeping you. So yeah. He's I definitely- had, um, um, oh, I love Alexander Sandis. I love his voice. He has a great voice, but his cadence too. Sometimes it's it's for me the yeah. female voice. His female voice is off, but the, his male voice because uh-huh. he does uh, Pharaoh in the Like Us series mm-hmm. for Krista and Becca Ritchie, and I was just like, that's it. I love him. Yeah, he's <laughs> I nice. love him. He's a nice guy yeah. too. Very sweet. Yeah, yeah. And his wife is a narrator too. Yes, yes, she is. Yeah. Yep. So it's interesting when you find out some of these tidbits and you're going, Hey, cool. Yeah. yeah. So it's always fun, but yeah, it's, again, it goes back to that whole, like, we just literally just had a fangirl moment of going and like, have you checked this one out? Hey, how I know that, I could do know? this for hours, hours. <laughs> you know, but it's just like, this is a passion. It's a hobby. It's mm-hmm. a, you know, pseudo career. It's all these things for me. So yeah, I love to it. I yeah. love helping authors cast because of the fact yeah. that I get to talk to you guys about your characters and then mm-hmm. getting those information about like, do they have a list or do they have this and this and that and their personality? And I'm going, okay, so that would be uh, Jason Clark would fit the bill, yeah. you know, or, or Connor or, you know, now Marcio or, or Zachary Johnson. Those are you kind of go through stages. Like oh, you know. and just, just please put me in a room with Christian Fox for a couple. <laughs> <laughs> he is a sweetheart. Funny, sarcastic. <gasps> Oh my His god! Freaking voice! Yes, yes. It's like silk. My god! Yeah, but I wanted to see if he could take Jacob's place when this all went down. And His no, schedule. He has, uh, yeah, he he is in a contract apparently elsewhere. And so yeah. I was like, oh, good for him. I mean, bravo, right? That's what yeah, everyone you, wants. So you, you that's all awesome. happy for them, but at the same time, you're going, yeah. fuck. <laughs> Damn it. Yeah. Oh, thanks a lot. Yeah, 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 yeah. He is definitely one though that is sought after. It's interesting too. Uh, not nothing like having that light bulb moment of having both Christian Fox and Lucy Rivers on your show to realize oh. as you're going through their catalog real quick to do something and you realize that one of the books that first got you back into audiobooks was something that they first did together for the first time. Oh yeah. And I'm like, holy shit, that was you guys. And the names just never clicked. And they're like, yeah, you, you listen. I'm like, yeah. So that was an entire fun moment for me, but I was like, wow. To kind of fast forward. I'm like, I'm talking to you guys. (laughs) It's so cool. It all came around again. It does. Yeah. it's, It's a small world with lots of fun and all these individuals. And there's just so many more up and coming narrators that are coming up the pipeline. And there are some that are jumping from that, that have always done like sci-fi or thrillers and murder mysteries are now sometimes jumping into doing romance just to do something different. 
And sometimes they come up with new names. Sometimes they just stick with it. So that's always a little fun right. like game of who are you really? Um, please have right. a website. Please have a website with your information so we can contact you. PSA moments. Oh, uh, me or them? Them, them. Because I mean, you oh, can, yeah. You, you, yeah, yeah. you find a, wo- a voice, you Google and you can't find anything. And you're going, who the hell is this Connor Craig? Thankfully, he does have a website. Right. Right. Um, yeah. But a lot of times you're like, oh, how the hell am I supposed to contact him for a book? But yeah. But it's, it's a fun gig. I um, love how you've been, you know, things have been cast for your books and your stories have been great. So great combination there. Oh, mm-hmm. it's, it's a good gig. Mm-hmm. It really is. I mean, you think about doing this job and it's just happiness. You're making people happy that get to read. I am happy writing it. It's, just, it's all happiness. Yeah. That's a pretty good gig. Yeah. So besides being the CFO of the, the small business that you and your hubby own, and the CEO of your, uh, you know, writing empire kind of thing. Yeah. When, you know, wife, cubs, you know, kids, doggy, you know, mm-hmm. kitty in this case, a mom and all that fun stuff. When you're not working, what do you do for fun? <laughs> well, <laughs> I work a lot. Yes. I work a lot. Um, yeah. Our business is ridiculous. It's just kind of crazy what's mm-hmm. going on here right now. And I think it has a lot to do with the so much stimulus money was pumped into the economy, you know? Mm-hmm. And so, because we're in, we're a manufacturer, but it's related to construction industry. So we're just seeing this huge growth. I mean, it, it's just crazy. We can't keep up, which is a good problem to have. So mm-hmm. we're working a lot, but um, I have a very big passion for cars and driving fast and huh. yeah. So that's a big thing for me that if I like have an opportunity to just go do something that I want to do, it's either a fashion or, or cars. Huh. Yeah. That sounds like that's fun. like me time. That's outside of family because yeah. it, it usually is work and then family. Cause my daughter is 25, but she's severely disabled. Not, but, and cause it doesn't matter what her age is. She is still severely disabled. So she is a full-time job on her own. I, Mm-hmm. I have a nurse in my house that takes care of her while I'm working, you know, eight hours a day, four days a week. And then the rest of the time is me taking care of her. So a lot. Now I've just told you I have three full-time jobs. I know you're yes. doing the math. It's it's difficult. Yeah. But yeah. It, it's a, it's a busy schedule. Yeah. But it's important to make sure that you do have that time for yourself to re-energize and recharge. Yeah. So you can then turn around and be there for everybody else. Right. For sure. Yeah. So aside from the audiobooks and the cars and stuff <laughs> like that. There is no more time for that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, it, it's you, you find it, you know, you have to figure it out. Um, yeah. What, and it's little things. It's really finding joy in little things. Yeah. One of the things also, too, that I like to ask authors and, and my guests in general, because even with the narrators, um, you guys work with words all the time. Um, do you have a favorite word? Now, granted, it's different than a favorite curse word. So that comes second. Oh. So favorite word. A favorite word. Oh boy. <laughs> I said it before, but I really do like the word onomatopoeia. Yeah. I was, gonna, I was thinking that about that. Great? It feels yeah. great coming out of your mouth. Yeah. Onomatopoeia. It yeah. just live in there. Makes your, your <laughs> bottom jaw go. Yeah. Awesome. So what about a favorite curse word? It's cunt. <laughs> I love it. 
And just say it 20 times. Nice. No. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to shut up. God. It's okay. We're good. It's a good, it's a word. You look like a lady, but you're a little pig. <laughs> yeah. No, hey, we all have our words, you know. That's a good one too. And it's it's funny too because it's a big deal here in the States, but over in the UK. Yeah. It's it nothing. Time. It's like it's like saying damn. It's your friend. Yeah. Bunch so. of cunts. <laughs> Yeah. But yeah, no, that's a that's a good one, by the way. It's a good curse word to use. Definitely as far as like on that, like you if you if like Viv says that, then you're really pissed, kind of a thing. That's what oh. yeah. Because they throw fuck around all the time. So they they can't really it's, it's that one tone. is desensitized a little no, bit. It doesn't yeah. mean anything anymore. Yeah, unless there's a tone behind it, you know, and they're going, Oh boy. You know, yeah. but when you're like, oh, it's, or if being it's a sexy, sexy tone, like yeah. fuck me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But when you're going fucking cunt, you know, there's a or fuck my cunt. Ah. (laughs) See? Yeah, all the things that you you can play with words all night long. I know, right? (laughs) But speaking of play and games and stuff like that, something I do love to do with my guests and to get to know them better is to do a two truths and a lie where you, as my guest, tell me, technically us too, for those that are listening, three things about yourselves. And we try to figure out which one is the lie. So if you're ready, we can do that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready. So I just say them to you. Yeah. Just give me all three. And then I have to, we have to figure out. And I always say we, because I really like it thinking that the, the audience is playing along with me. So we will try okay. to figure this out. All right. My first one is I have touched ground in every one of the 50 states. Hmm. My second one is I have driven a car on a racetrack. And my third one is I own more than 200 pairs of shoes. Hmm. That's it. Three. Oh my goodness. All very plausible <laughs> and disturbing. <laughs> well, I, but the range is just so everywhere, you know. And so those, this is what makes this game fun. And now sometimes in conversation, some of the stuff will slip mm-hmm. through. Like I, you know, like you had shared how you love the driving of the right. fast cars and stuff like that, but that does not necessarily mean that you've driven in a racetrack. <laughs> so right. Those are those little nuances, or that you love fashion, but two hundred or more shoes, really. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just all that stuff like that. Um, hmm. Or you've touched ground, and that was also very specific, which see how, you know, authors can be sometimes. Um, yeah. It's touching ground. Doesn't mean that she was actually there for a length of time. She just, her, the plane landed. Right. <laughs> it could be that. Yeah, exactly, for all 50 states. So I think the lie uh, is the, let's see, you're in the military, so damn it. Um own more than 200 pairs of shoes no that's true oh god (laughs) inventory them (laughs) oh my goodness okay so that's true all right guys hopefully you're doing better than i am um (laughs) touch ground in 50 all 50 states that's a lie that's the lie. All right. That's Ooh. the lie. Yeah. No, not bad, Vivi. Not bad. <laughs> That's not bad. Yeah. I narrowed it down. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, it just sometimes the specifics is what also gives you guys away. Yeah. Um, and so I'm going, watch her have like five, 150 or like 190 pairs of shoes instead of 200, <laughs> you know, which still, yeah. damn, woman. I heard you play this while I was listening to your interview, like I said, with Jason it was from a while ago, but yeah. I heard you guys playing this and it was like giving me clues on what to say, <laughs> like how to word my how to phrase it. You did your homework, homework. I did do my homework. You called in homework, so I took it to heart. Yes, thank you for that. A job worth doing is a job worth, worth doing, doing well. Right. Yes, thank you for that. Oh my goodness, this was fun. So you've actually driven a car on a racetrack. I have. So was that like one of those things that you can do, like like the tours that they do sometimes, or was it like give us a little bit more info on that one? Because that's so exciting. um, like my family my husband and my son and i we're very big into bmws and bmw has a driving school at a racetrack called thermal outside of palm springs Mm -hmm. in california and when you buy an m car you are offered a day at the track with their fleet of M cars because they have the driving school there. They have a whole fleet of cars and they tour with them around the country, but they have the school there also. And so I got to spend the day out there and put their whole fleet of M cars for that year that I did it, which mine is a 2015. So it was probably 2016. You just put them through your paces. They, they show you, I had to take a safety course and then, you know, we did a bunch of different things like the lead and follow, and we did hot laps with a professional driver, which was unbelievable. It was so exhilarating. I mean, oh my God. And we did autocross and we did drag racing. It was just so fun. It was just so fun. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. I love driving fast. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, me too. Still never oh. done it in the racetrack. That by my, I may have to do that one day just to you know, yeah, it's get good. It off it's a good list. Time. Yeah, yeah, it's a good time. Mm-hmm. Cool. Thank you for um, playing with me. <laughs> oh, anytime. Awesome. So before we go, can you tell us what you're currently working on and what's coming up next for you? Yes, I am currently working on um, Elijah's Want, and this is part of the Shark's Edge series. It will be book. Uh, three, six, eight in that series. That series is slated to be 15 books. And so um, it is romantic suspense and um, they are alpha billionaires on top of it. Also are kind of crossing genres, subgenres, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, that's what I'm writing right now. The one before it is called Elijah's Whim. So each each hero gets three books in this one. And so that's coming out. Elijah's Whim is coming out December 14th. Um, the ebook is coming out December 14th. They had a big uh, screw up at Simon & Schuster and they printed the books and the color. Something went wrong with the color. It really looks like they didn't put the yellow layer on, you know, because oh. it's a full color cover. Yeah. And they didn't, that's what it looks like to me. Just, I have a very uh, dated and small amount of experience 
in printing and it looks like they just didn't do the yellow layer. Oh my and goodness. so instead of him having a, and we got one of Wander's models mm-hmm. on the cover, stunning, stunning man named Lucas. Mm-hmm. And he has this blue jacket on. It's like a blue tuxedo. And instead it looks green on the cover <gasps> and the background cover. Like, so the first of the three books in shark is orange and then it morphs into this darker orange into red and now elijah's books are red and so it's going on the color wheel it'll it's coming all the way back around at the 15th book i believe it's going to end at blue you know so it's going to morph all the way around the colors of the backgrounds of these books that's the whole theory behind it why these colors are shifting the way they are but so think about that it's a red background (laughs) and he has on a green what looks like a dinner jacket now oh god you know what i mean now it looks like he's got this fucking velvet smoking jacket (laughs) yeah it would and it's green with a satin lapel it's hideous and even his lips are green oh boy and i have a case of them so i got my author copies and i opened it up and i'm like what the fuck is this? I mean, <laughs> what? What is this? Oh my goodness! So I'm looking at the cover for it um, <laughs> on on Audible because it's it's slated to release on audio um, January 11th for Elijah's whim, right? And, yeah, and uh, and it's see, a great so picture. That, it's a great that picture. is not going to be available on December 14th either because. There was, a, oh, this makes me very frustrated, but I'm, I'm just going to just say that and then move forward. Um, it was supposed to come out when the book came out, obviously, December 14th. But all of Grant's books, Grant's Flame just came out last week. Grant's Blaze comes out next week. Yep, the 23rd. Th- those got pushed. They were supposed to come out in October, but they got pushed out of October into November and then everything, you know what I mean? It's like dominoes. Everything gets pushed then behind it because Angel wrote those grant books with me and she had two other books coming out in October for her mm-hmm. Honorbound series. And the fine folks at Audible said that was too many books with the same author's name on them. What? And they wouldn't, so they, so they pushed Shark and they published Honorbound. Oh my goodness. And I don't understand why they should have done the other way around because Honorbound just came out. Grant's books were waiting since March. Oh my goodness. They were just sitting there waiting. Oh, I mean, people are like, audible. when's audio coming out? When's audio coming out? And they fucking pushed him again. I was like, not happy. Oh, I, <laughs> I can imagine. I had to get over it. You know, I had to just get over it. Yeah. Well, the good news is that we do have now pre-order links for, yes. you know, like and it's Teddy and Aaron. And I'm telling you, it's so good. Yeah. For, for they Grant's did such a good job. They did. Yes. Yeah. And Teddy returns for Elijah's whim with yes, uh, I, JC with, Van Clout. Yes. And it's uh, formerly known as, I don't know why that's changed. I don't know. But mm. if that's what we are going with now, that's what we're going with. That's now. what what's that's what Audible says. But then again, yeah, it 50 trash. <laughs> yeah, gave me a little panic though. This when I saw it, I was like, 
wait, what? That's not who that's supposed to be. And I went and listened to that narrator sample. You can tell immediately it is who it's supposed to be. Okay, good. Yeah. So if anyone is feeling confused about that, just go listen to a sample. You'll know immediately who it is. Perfect. Awesome. <laughs> so we do still have a couple of books coming out that you have that we'll be able to listen to and uh, and read and eyeball and then go back in audio and you know treasure it all over again. So that's good. Yes. And that is, um, I mean, that's just till the end of the year. Then we'll, we're hitting it hard in 2023. We'll get back out with the people, you know, make some appearances. I have one in February in San Diego. And then I know we have Shameless at the end of the year. And then we also have Vegas. Nice. Do we love in Vegas? So cool. Um, in the fall, but I don't know if anything will pop up in between there. There in is February in the fall. There is um, a lore happening in Chicago in September of next Ooh. year. I will send you the link so you guys can go to that one because that one's specifically yeah. for audiobooks. So you'll be able to oh. um, connect with some of the narrators. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Yeah. Hint, hint. Nice. <laughs> it would be nice to go to that part of the country too because it's not Chicago is gorgeous. There. Um, I love Chicago. Yeah. My husband's from there. Yeah. And um, and this one's being specifically, Allure being specifically for audiobooks. Yeah. There is a whole bunch of narrators that are going that are yeah. wait. I mean, they, they're successful in their own rights, but a lot of them to me, I'm like, because they do other stuff other than romance, I'm like, yeah. ooh, who are you? And I'm like, ooh, I like how yeah. you sound. And, and so it'll be a fun thing to go. So that one, I'll send you the links to it. Um, but okay. That one's that's at September of next year. Um, All right. it's, it's related to, to be good. So it'll be fun. So that way, hopefully yeah. you guys can go. And I know the one in Vegas is one that I, I have a tentative on my list to go to. So if I do go, I will let you guys know. All right. We can hang out and uh, yes, for sure. Yeah. Have some fun there. The girls. <laughs> I love Vegas. It's yeah. Good time. Yeah. Well, thank you. You can't so have a bad time in Vegas. That is true. I've been there one time and um, it was one of those for the RT Book Lovers Convention. Yes. And I was, oh, God. Uh, yeah. That con was so brutal. Yes. That Shit. was a hard one. Um, and it was physically of- demanding. Dude, it was a mile. Like literally, I, 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 I you know, it was oh. clocks. It was a mile between the entrance of the hotel where the, uh-huh. the, the corridor to the place yes. where everything was happening. I have scars on my feet from that convention. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I do miss the RT Book Lovers Convention, though. I know that they have. Time, yeah. I know. Yeah. And I know yeah. the BookCon is doing now. I think they're coming here to Orlando this December for it. So I might yes. just check it out to see how things are run and done. Yeah. Um, and then keep you guys posted. But uh, but yeah, so I that's been to Vegas once. So I might go back and have some fun with you guys. So, yeah. We'll go from there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Victoria, for taking the time to hang out with me today. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. My pleasure. Yeah. If you're not following Victoria on her social media, um, I will be including the links where you can find everything about her and on the episodes post over at Viviana Enchantress of Books. And until next time, happy listenings. Thank you to all of our audiobook loving podcast Patreon. Special thanks to Nixley Zenner, Carol Liebner, Line Black Peterson, Brittany Robinette Leiter, Don Darch, Michelle Bastard, Nancy Billows. The Audiobook Loving Podcast 
has special Patreon access levels. Join today to receive benefits including early access to episodes, shoutouts, special exclusive content, and much more. Support the podcast by becoming a Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash audiobookloving. We thank you for your support. Thank you for joining us on the Audiobook Lovin' Podcast, hosted by Viviana Enchantress of Books. For links and more information discussed in today's episode, previous podcasts, or the Audiobook Lovin' series, please visit our website, vivianaenchantressofbooks.com. If you enjoyed today's episode, please leave a positive review wherever you listen to our podcast. Until next time, happy listening.